It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. This Lockdown Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals, plus free shipping on your first box, and Free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position by position analysis of the upcoming NFL draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the draft dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. A former Washington quarterback opens up about some personal family struggles. Why Carson Wentz is excited to play with Curtis Samuel on the field this season. And Adam Rank's rankings gone bad. All of that on this episode of the Locked On Commanders podcast. Your daily podcast on the Washington Commanders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome in, Commanders fans, to the Locked On Commanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We are your daily podcast covering the Washington Commanders, and we are free and available on all platforms, including YouTube. And we thank you for making us your first listen or your first view of the day. And if you love our podcast, you're going to love this even more because now you can watch the Locked On Commanders podcast on the WUSA 9 Plus app. WUSA 9, your CBS affiliate in Washington, D.C., has a new streaming app that is a game changer for local news and sports in the DMV. Download the WUSA 9 Plus app now for your Roku or Amazon Fire TV stick. I'm David Harrison, writer for Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation covering your Washington Commanders. My co-host Chris Russell, not here for this episode, but he is one half of the Russell and Met Her show on the Team 980, which you can find live Monday to Friday from 9 a.m. to noon or anytime along with this show on the Odyssey app. When we're not there or here, we're on Twitter at dharrison82, at russellmania621, and at LO Commanders. Today's episode brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. And we start off this episode not talking football again. And I know a lot of you guys uh, are a little tired of this show not starting with football. We understand this, but this one, a little bit of a different reason, uh, more, more, I think, a more reasonable reason. As former Washington quarterback Alex Smith revealed on Instagram over the weekend that his youngest child, his daughter, recently 
had a medical emergency that led to the discovery of a rare cancer in her brain. Via Smith's Instagram post about his daughter, he said, quote, this is Sloan Kensington Smith, our baby, the youngest of three and our only girl. She is sweet, selfless, intelligent, hilarious, witty, fun-loving, an artist, a singer, and a dancing machine. But most of all, she's an incredibly strong girl that has a ton of fight in her. The first picture was taken just a couple of weeks before our lives changed. On May 10th, Sloan was rushed to the ER with stroke-like symptoms. She had an MRI, and the doctors quickly informed us she had a large brain tumor and needed an emergency craniotomy. The 10-hour procedure was the most excruciating time of our lives. A clock has never moved so slowly. The incredible neurosurgeons at Stanford's Children's did a miraculous job and were able to remove 100% of the tumor. Sloan, in her true form, bounced back from brain surgery like a rock star. She didn't skip a beat. After weeks of waiting on pathology, we learned that Sloan's tumor is a very rare malignant tumor with very few documented cases without a clear roadmap for treatment. We are currently awaiting more tests and gathering as many options as we can from doctors across the country to decide the best path forward. We wish there were this were easy, clear cut, and someone gave us a how-to guide. It's anything but that. All we know is what is most important, important, and that's Sloan. She is healed from surgery, back to her bubbly self, singing, dancing, laughing, and feeling good. I know we don't post much about our kids, but we felt necessary to post this and say thank you. Thank you to our amazing medical team, family, friends, acquaintances, and even some strangers who have touched our lives in the last month and a half. We have struggled to keep up on calls, texts, communication, and trying to keep loved ones updated. This has been by far the most challenging time we have ever been through. We know it's not over and we have a journey ahead of us, but without all of you, we could not have gotten this far. We are sorry if we seem withdrawn. It's because we are. We have been inundated with doctors, appointments, scans, labs, and trying our best to navigate through this. Most importantly, we're healing together as a family. Love the Smiths. End quote. Of course, as a father myself, the three beautiful children, I can't imagine uh, what the Smiths are going to are going through right now. Six year old Sloan. Uh, again, happy to hear that she is doing well at this moment and recovered from that surgery. But surely a road ahead of her uh, that uh, unfor- is, is unfortunate. Don't wish on anyone, but happy to hear that the family is taking a resilience approach to it. And and our thoughts and prayers. I can speak for Christmas. Our thoughts and prayers out to Sloan and to the Smith family. And I hope that. All Washington Commanders fans, no matter what you felt about Alex's time as quarterback of your team, you know, his exit, his departure, uh, some, you know, whether he was the victim in the situation or whether he contributed to the situation or even some of the things that he's done uh, after his departure from the team, which we've covered, uh, surely, and given our opinions on on this show. All that, hopefully, in this circumstance, takes a back seat. Again, this is about people. This is about lives. This is about the impact uh, a father and a mother, a daughter a sibling, a family member going through right now. And Alex deciding to share that with uh, the world publicly, uh, which again, his decision, this family's decision, one that we uh, appreciate for sharing the story because it's important to know uh, that these kinds of things are going on um, and, and also to to help kind of support as best as we can from our perch in uh, the ongoing treatment and, and fight that Sloan has ahead of her. So again, all well wishes and prayers from Locked On Commanders podcast, myself, David Harrison, Chris Russell, uh, again, I believe I can speak for Chris saying that, and we wish you the best, Alex, and, and your family, and your daughter, of course, Sloan. We wish her the best as well as she continues to go through this. We are going to change gears here um, on this episode. We will talk some football, so I know you guys are looking forward to that, as are we, and we're going to do so thanks to our friends over at Bet Online. 
bet.net, your number one source for all your betting needs and sports information. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's Stanley Cup playoffs and finals, which may be over by the time you're listening to this episode. And, uh, of course, Major League Baseball is also ongoing. Bet Online is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. And BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events, including MMA, boxing, and golf. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in the action at BetOnline, where the game starts. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks again, Commanders fans, for making the Locked On Commanders Podcast your first listen or your first view if you're joining us on YouTube every single day. If you have the WUSA 9 Plus app on your Roku or Amazon Fire Stick, Please let us know uh, how you're enjoying it. If you have any feedback or any thoughts, uh, of course, let us know. It feels like it's been a while on this show since we've really talked about football. And I know, again, some of you are frustrated and tired about it. Believe me, so are we to to a certain extent. You know, in our efforts to bring you a holistic view of this franchise, and unfortunately, we just can't turn a blind eye uh, to all the other things going on. We do have a responsibility to cover it. That's what we're here for. It's what we're supposed to do. Uh, but it doesn't mean that everything is bad. There are some good things happening with this team, believe it or not. Uh, and certainly there is absolutely football to look forward to. And not just in the physical sense of it's in the future. And I mean to look forward to and to potentially be excited about no matter what Adam Rank says, which we'll get here to uh, or to get to here in our final segment of today's episode. But what we're going to talk about right now, two reasons for hope uh, that the 2022 season could go better than what we saw in 2021 and even 2020. Again, another seven-win season despite the playoff berth and the division title. Still a seven-win season, so hoping for an improvement over that as well. Two of those reasons, quarterback Carson Wentz and wide receiver Curtis Samuel, who have been working together in the offseason programs, uh, OTAs, voluntary workouts. And really, that's kind of the big thing, right? Voluntary workouts, they've been on the field together. They've been working together, obviously studying, getting to know the offenses as well as they can and kind of implementing all of the things that Curtis Samuel can do on the football field. And that is exactly what has Carson Wentz excited. Anyway, speaking to Julie Donaldson, the team senior vice president of media and content recently, Carson said about Curtis Samuel, he's explosive quote. He's explosive. When you see the ball in his hands and how quickly he's making a guy miss or he's getting down the field, it's impressive End quote. And that takes you back to kind of the key elements of being a successful wide receiver in the national football league, right? First and foremost, you got to be able to catch the ball. Curtis Samuel has proven throughout his career that he absolutely knows how to catch the football. He can be relied on as a target for his quarterback to catch the football when the opportunity uh, comes 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 his way. Then you want to look for the athletic ability and talent. Curtis has the ability to get downfield. Not the tallest guy, not the the widest uh, catch radius. So you're not going to throw a lot of you know 50 50 balls his way. You know, climb the ladder, fade type of routes. But he can stretch the field. He can threaten the team or the defense deep, which can set up some. Some others, some hesitation routes or some early breaks, uh, things like that in the interim part, intermediate part of the field and the short part of the game. And then speaking of the short part of the game, kind of runs like a running back right after he has the ball 
whether he gets it handed to him, like what we expect to happen during the season, screen passes, quick passes, slants or intermediate passes or even uh, deep routes. Once he has the ball in his hands, he runs like a running back looking to gain every yard possible. But that agility and that athleticism, that suddenness, that burst, that short area quickness, all those things make him absolutely electric to watch. And I'll be honest with you guys, just in OTAs and at practices, you see this offense, this first-team offense go out there, and, and they don't have Terry McLaurin. They don't have Logan Thomas. So, again, there's some grain of salt type of stuff there uh, with everything. But when Curtis isn't on the field, uh, and, again, Coach Rivera has been saying that those aren't you know, re-aggravations of injuries or new injuries. They're just out of an abundance of caution, quote-unquote, as Coach Rivera uh, puts it. But when he's not on the field, and as De'Ami Brown and Shahan Dotson, talented receivers, sure, absolutely. John Bates and Cole Turner have been doing some good things from the tight end position while Logan Thomas continues to heal. Absolutely. J.D. McKissick is still him. Antonio Gibson is out there. Brian Robinson Jr. looks good, too. But I'll tell you, when Curtis Samuel gets on the field and even in just the the, the team drills, you know, not a lot of contact, granted, but he puts a different dynamic. There's a different energy uh, to this team when Curtis Samuel is on the field. So it's easy to see what Carson is really excited about to talk or talking about when he talks about playing with Curtis Samuel. So, again, we hope that all the abundance of caution is really what's going on there. There's an underlying issue. Uh, Carson went on to say, quote, I've only played with a handful of guys who have that kind of quick twitch ability that he has. It's been fun to build that chem- chemistry and see what he does well, end quote. And, and yeah, it's been a lot of fun to watch as well from uh, our sideline view that Chris and I have from these practices that we get to attend. And, of course, training camp uh, now about three, four weeks uh, away, and we'll get to uh, to see even more of it, hopefully in person. And, again, get to see Curtis, Curtis Samuel in action a little bit more with his quarterback, Carson Wentz. So a lot of excitement there. Uh, and even when Terry comes back, I really do. I wrote this for uh, Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation over there. Uh, covering the commanders that I really do believe that Curtis Samuel kind of, you know, he's, is he the best receiver on this team in a vacuum? Probably not. He's, he's not the number one guy, right? Sarah McLaurin's obviously the number one guy. Jahan Dotson does some things that Curtis Samuel probably can't even do, but what Curtis can do again, the short area and in, in the intermediate part of the field, run after catch yard after catch, all that stuff. Those kinds of things really kind of unlocks. I think uh, this, this Scott Turner, not North Turner, but Scott Turner <laughs> offense, the offense coordinator for your Washington commander. So again, a lot to be excited there. Um, what some people aren't excited about, right? And we've we've heard about this all offseason as well. We're going to continue to hear about it uh, as well. Is Carson Wentz. You know what I mean? Look, I'm excited to see what Carson can do on the field for these guys. I hope you're excited to see what Carson can do on the field with these guys and with Curtis Samuel when Terry McLaurin gets back. But some people just, again, it's, it's going to be one of those things that from a national perspective until – it's proven nobody's going to give this team the benefit of the doubt. I think a lot of people kind of are pulling up short because they gave a, this team a whole lot of clout last year, a whole lot of hype uh, about what they could be a top four team in the NFC uh, and all these things just to see this team fail seven wins, not even make the playoffs, let alone challenge for a division title or a Super Bowl. Um, so I think a lot of people kind of feel burned by that assessment last year. So they basically refuse, not even hesitant, just refuse to give this team any benefit of the doubts uh, until they get on the field. And they prove it. And that was proven again this weekend. Adam Shine of NFL.com recently ranked the eight NFL divisions, all eight NFL divisions by quarterback groups. So this isn't just team by team. This is all the entire division, all the starting quarterbacks, even some of the backups. So you look at the Atlanta Falcons with uh, Marcus Mariota and Desmond Ritter. He kind of of combined uh, the two of them. Out of all the divisions, quarterbacks, the, the NFC East came in dead last, eighth place 
out of eight possible spots of the ranking. Shine wrote, quote, apologies to my guy, Dak Prescott, who is a tremendous player and a leader in Dallas. This is what he wrote. And he continued, but I had to put this division, which includes three teams that could be changing quarterbacks this offseason at the bottom. I like Hurts a lot, and the Eagles are ready for prime time, but he's got to improve his completion percentage, 61.3 in 2021, his first full season as a starter. There's little reason to believe Wentz is capable of recapturing his old 2017 magic with the commanders and Daniel Jones, career passer rating 84.3 ranks 33rd in the NFL since he entered the league End quote, listen, and, and shine wrote a lot more. If you want to go check it out on NFL.com, he wrote a lot more about the NFC East than that, but those are kind of the main focal points. Look, Dak Prescott. I mean, he literally called him his guy and that's, that's great. Uh, his leadership ability, look, he, he's got the personality, all those things. I don't know how good of a quarterback he is when it ranks, you know, all that. I, I think Chris Sims had him in the top 15. That probably feels about right, but not top 10, not top five, uh, certainly. Jalen Hurts, we all know, got a lot of talent in, in that guy. But again, his ability as a passer is really what's going to limit him, if anything does. So we'll have to see how he does there. Daniel Jones has, has honestly, quite, quite honestly, been a train wreck ever since uh, the New York Giants overdrafted him. In the NFL draft, so I get the the general kind of consensus around uh, uh, the NFC East quarterbacks. What I don't get about Carson Wentz is this: Why does Carson Wentz have to be an MVP quarterback in order for this thing to go well? Like people keep talking about this 2017 Carson Wentz and going back to 2017 Carson Wentz, where remember when he got injured uh, with the Philadelphia Eagles, he was on an MVP caliber pace. But, but listen. Uh, the last two Super Bowl winning quarterbacks, Matt Stafford, the Los Angeles Rams, Tom Brady of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Neither of them won the MVP. Neither of them. Aaron Rodgers won the MVP, and he didn't even play in, in the singing Super Bowl. So you don't need MVP caliber or, or an MVP quarterback in order to win the Super Bowl. Now, MVP caliber play, right? I think you could say Tom Brady, uh, especially in 2020 when the Bucs won the Super Bowl, MVP caliber play. Matt Stafford, you could probably make that argument as well. Though I think a lot of people give Odell Beckham you know, Cooper cup and that defense more credit than Matt Stafford, that credit, but Carson Wentz doesn't need to be the MVP of the league, which is probably what he was on pace to be in 2017 in order for Washington to be successful. Like he just doesn't, he needs to be good. He needs to be solid above average, right? I'll agree to that, but you can be above average without being an MVP caliber quarterback, right? I mean, that's, that's you, you look around the NFL and, and I think you see that. Uh, you you can be successful with a solid quarterback depending on how your team has built this team. They invested in the running back room. They invested in the defense some more. They invested in the short area of the game. I mean, Carson Wentz might have games where his average completions, you know, per or, or average yards per completion are fairly high, but a lot of his air completions are fairly short because of guys like Jahan Dotson, Curtis Samuel, J.D. McKissick out of the backfield, Antonio Gibson, even with Brian Robinson to start a show. So I don't I don't buy this narrative that Carson Wentz has to play MVP caliber football in order for the Carson Wentz led commanders to have any type of success. So that maybe that's just me, uh, but look, you know, the, the rankings AFC West came in first, AFC North came in second, followed by the NFC West and the NFC North third and fourth AFC East was fifth. AFC South was sixth. The NFC South was seventh, basically Tom Brady, a whole bunch of nothing. And then the NFC East again, uh, last look Wentz numbers last year, certainly, you know, low, uh, in comparison to other quarterbacks and completion percentage yards pass per category or yards passing in, in some of these categories, but he also had some solid lines. He was top 10 in passing touchdowns. One of only five NFL quarterbacks that started 14 or more games 
in 2021 and threw fewer than eight interceptions. I think that's pretty substantial. And if you're me, honestly, if the NFC East is going to be dinged for having three potential quarterback changes in 2023, then the AFC South should be knocked down a peg or two from their sixth place place ranking. Uh, Jacksonville Jaguars coach Doug Peterson, he's obviously willing to move on from high-ranking or high-drafted quarterbacks, right? He's the guy who moved on from Carson Wentz. So Trevor Lawrence's draft status may not save him again. And Doug didn't draft Trevor. So if he doesn't like what he sees in Trevor, he may decide he wants to move on from Trevor Lawrence sooner rather than later. Davis Mills, I mean, he's not a solidified starter anywhere, let alone the Houston Texans. Ryan Tannehill, we've already seen the Tennessee Titans spent a third-round draft pick on quarterback Malik Willis just this last offseason, and they shipped A.J. Brown to Philadelphia. So uh, more is going to be riding on Tannehill's shoulders. We may see Tannehill get exposed a little bit. And then Matt Ryan, I mean, if he doesn't deliver for the Indianapolis Colts, uh, the Indianapolis Colts have literally shown that if he doesn't deliver in year one, they may very well ship him out after that one season. So again, the AFC South could have, you know, three or four new quarterbacks, depending on how everything unfolds in that division. So anyway, you know, again, uh, splitting hairs, maybe just a little bit, but I don't think this Carson Wentz conversation of if you get 2017 Carson Wentz, you'll be fine. But if you don't, it's just going to be a train wreck. I think there is a middle ground here, guys, uh, that we can talk about. Unfortunately, most people don't want to talk about that, including Adam Rank from NFL Network. We're going to get into what Adam Rank had to say about your Washington Commanders here on the Lockdown Commanders podcast. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Final segment now on the Locked On Commanders Podcast. NFL Network's Adam Rank recently ranked, or predicted rather, the Washington Commanders 2022 season win-loss record. I think it said ranks in the opening as well. Uh, it's it's a win-loss record prediction, guys, not a ranking. So sorry if I misspoke. Um, listen, this thing is is interesting. It's interesting in the nicest is the nicest way I could possibly put this. For the record, uh, I love Adam Rank. I've been watching him on NFL Network for years. Big fan of his work. Big fan of his takes and his opinions and his ability to analyze the game. But this uh, might be the most disrespectful thing I've seen. Uh, going towards Washington Commanders this offseason. First and foremost, he predicts an 0-8 start to the season. 0-4 on the road at home with losses to, or on the 0-4 on the road and 0-4 on the at home because Washington Commanders haven't even split in their first eight games. Losses to Jacksonville at home to start the season, at home against the Eagles, on the road to the Cowboys, and on the road to the Indianapolis Colts. Those are kind of the most significant losses. Again, Jacksonville, a lot of people figure that Washington should be able to win that game. Detroit in week two on the road. Again, another another game that people uh, feel like this team should be able to win. Look, when I go through here, right, weeks one through eight at home against Jacksonville on the road versus Detroit. Look, if this team loses one of those games, all right, but they're not going to lose both. I think out of those two, this team is either coming out one and one or two and oh, realistically. Uh, the Eagles, you have that game. Look, it's it's hard to, to argue that Washington could could beat the Eagles, especially early on in this process. Haven't really gotten uh, to know each other just yet, so fine. If you want to take the L there, take the L there. On the road in Dallas is always hard. You could possibly see a loss there. 
the Tennessee Titans look. I just talked about this with Ryan Tannehill, right? Um, he doesn't have A.J. Brown anymore. Traylon Burks is not going to come in. I mean, if, if everybody thinks Traylon Burks uh, is just going to be an all-pro wide receiver in his first season, let alone his first five weeks in the National Football League, I don't know. That would be a pretty amazing occurrence. Um, I think with this defense, and again, now you're in five weeks into Carson Wentz being a regular season quarterback for your team, I think they could come in, uh, host the Titans again. This is in FedEx Field and potentially come away with a win. In Chicago, first of all, Justin Fields didn't look all that great in year one with guys like Allen Robinson on the field. Now he doesn't have Allen Robinson, and the Chicago Bears have really only gotten worse. They shipped Khalil Mack out to Los Angeles. I mean, the, the Bears, in my eyes, have gotten worse, not better, and I would take this Washington team over the Chicago Bears uh, 10 times out of 10, you know, in my opinion. Uh, on the road in Chicago, that makes things a little bit more complicated. Week 7 at home against Green Bay. I mean, Washington almost beat Green Bay. I would say had the opportunity, probably should have d- defeated uh, the Green Bay Packers last season. Again, the Packers are another team that, at least on paper, have only gotten worse, not gotten better than Week 8 at the Colts. I do kind of feel like that's going to be a loss just because this story kind of feels like the Colts brass, Frank Wright, and, and all those guys are going to be vindicated in this thing with a, ha, see, we, we beat them uh, type of moment. But the Commanders have the last laugh by potentially making the playoffs while the Colts uh, kind of dwindle off there at the end of the season. So that's the first eight weeks. So, I mean, by my estimate right there, you're looking at three or four wins potentially coming out four and four, you know, worst case scenario out of the first eight games. But Adam Rank has them 0 and 8 in this thing. First win doesn't come till week nine against the Minnesota Vikings. So this team's going to beat the Minnesota Vikings, but they're going to lose the Chicago Bears, the Troy Lions, and the Jacksonville Jaguars. I don't know. It doesn't make a lot of sense. Uh, Rank does have them getting swept by the Eagles. Then he has them lose to the Houston Texans. So we have them beating the Minnesota Vikings, but losing to the Houston Texans. Uh, Rank has Washington defeating the Falcons and the Giants before the bye week, entering the bye week 3-10, and 10, but he has them losing to the Giants coming out of the bye week, dropping to 3-11, and 11, and then straight losses to San Francisco, Cleveland, and Dallas, finishing with a 3-14 and 14 record. Here's the thing. Rank at one point mentions Carson Wentz in the later part of the season. Listen, if, if the Washington Commanders are 0-8 coming out of the first eight weeks of the season, I don't think Carson Wentz is their starting quarterback anymore. So uh, anyway, look, for the record, when we did our early, our way too early season win-loss predictions, uh, I had the commanders going 10-7. and seven. Chris had them going 9-8. and eight. So obviously, we are a little bit more confident in uh, this team than Adam Rank is, who has them going again 3-14. and 14. The difference here between the three of us, Chris and I have actually seen this team uh, putting some stuff on the field. Adam Rank is only hearing about it. And again, that's not disrespect. I love Adam. I think he does a lot of great work. Um, but I will say this also Adam rank has Chicago bears winning 10 games. He is a bears fan. I'm not saying I'm just saying thanks again to all of you for making the locked on commanders podcast. Your first listen or view of the day. Now make your second listener view the locked on NFL podcast, our national F NFL experts and insiders keep fans dialed in with the biggest stories and the latest news from around the league because an off season doesn't equal a break in the action. We will be back on Wednesday. In the meantime, if you've got questions or topics you want us to discuss, send them into LockdownWashingtonCommanders at gmail.com or call in and be a part of the show by dialing 301-615-3577. For Chris Russell, one half of the Russell and Metter Show on the Team 980, I'm David Harrison, writer for SI.com's Fan Nation. If you're on about, please be safe. Be kind to one another, and thank you for joining us right here on the Lockdown Commanders Podcast.
Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL Draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.